where the McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales for real life, Mr. Segment, serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo, woo. Heather McDonald. Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I hope everyone had a fabulous 4th of July. We did. Got to spend some really good times with my sons out in Newport. Got to have fun and also didn't drink so much. So I actually this time did not pass out and I got to see the fireworks. And I want to just tell you guys, I don't think there's anything better than getting so drunk in the day at 4th of July parties that you do pass out and then sad when you wake up at like midnight dying of thirst and realizing that you miss the fireworks. Well, in my days of enjoying a 4th of July festivity, whether I've been at the beach or been at someone's house or done a couple different parties, but you don't want to do too many because then you're like driving and you're hearing the fireworks going off or you're stuck in traffic, you got to commit to it. But I really, last night I was like, I want to sit on this little balcony. We had this little Airbnb and I want to watch the fireworks and do that. And I got to do it. And then I watched the finale of The Idol, which I'm going to get to towards the end of the show. And even if you didn't watch that show, I have so many interesting um, analyzations about that show that just applies to everything I'm going to talk to about today. But so we were there from Friday until um, this morning, Wednesday. So on Monday, July 3rd, is when a Juicy Scooper sent me this article Kyle Richards and Mauricio have separated after 27 years of marriage exclusive from people. Now, there were so many articles that were coming in, and this popped up on my text, and I was trying to get ready to get out the door and have a lovely day. So I was like, in thinking about it later, because we're going to go through everything that has transpired since this article came out, I was like, is this a legit article? Da, da, da. So it did come with an exclusive from people, meaning they're the first ones to do it, then everyone else picks it up, um, myself included. TMZ, TikTokers, uh, Page Six, everybody comes and then, you know, reports about it. Now, Dave Quinn wrote this. As you know, Dave Quinn is very in good with the Bravo celebrities. He, I believe, he does um, the panels and whatnot at BravoCon. And so that's sort of interesting that he got the exclusive. It makes sense. He has an end. He's interviewed all these women when he wrote his book, but it gets juicier. So this comes out and I start analyzing it and thinking about it. And I, you know, I do a post about it about an hour later of my thoughts, because if you recall, when Brandy and Julie were on my show a week ago, the, um, we talked, I talked about how there's been a lot of online speculation with the Bravo fans about Kyle being really close to this country singer named Morgan Wade. Now, Morgan Wade has a lot of tattoos, and she, first of all, I just heard her speak because they did an Amazon Live together, which was such a weird combination, but someone pulled it up. And I mean, she is like this. I mean, she is like, well, I don't know, Kyle. And I'm like, God, it just does not match 
her look of all the neck tattoos and everything. And so she's a pretty girl and she's a country singer, but she's kind of a, even though she's tatted up, she's like, she's like a light lesbian, like a feminine. It's like a, she's a feminine presenting lesbian. So I feel like she is a good, you know, she's a starter lesbian for someone like Kyle, in my opinion, when I first saw it. Um, it's a soft launch into lesbianism. It's, you know, and this girl, I could, I thought, I first thought, when I'm hearing all these rumors, are they having a lesbian affair? I put on Juicy Scoop Obsessed. This is what I think. So my first thought was this. I think that Kyle, ha having lost weight, come sober, is into country stuff, since she, like, likes those country cats and everything at Aspen, found this girl, liked her music, you know, as celebrities do. Maybe they DM'd each other, became real friends, come out, hang out. And then I think they really clicked. And then I also think she might have been infatuated with her. And, you know, throughout throughout time, lesbians or not, girls would say, I have a girl crush. I'm kind of fascinated. I want to dress like my friend. I'm, I'm obsessed with my friend. It doesn't mean that you necessarily want to go down on your girlfriend, but you're like a little bit single white female-ish about this girl. And if you don't know what that is, that is a super juicy movie that could never probably have that title today, but it was about a girl who wanted a similar version of herself to roommate, to have a roommate with, and Bridget Fonda put in an ad looking for a single f white female to be my roommate, and then the girl comes and she starts, she's a complete psycho, and it's a super juicy movie. Put that on your list for Juicy Scoop history movies to watch. Okay, so I kind of thought, I think she's just dabbling. She's having a midlife crisis for a woman. Sometimes that's being a late-in-life lesbian. Sometimes that's getting tattoos. Sometimes that's getting a shit ton of plastic surgery. Sometimes it's even getting a convertible. I don't know. I've done that. So I think that I said what I think is she's into her. They might even have an intimate friendship. They might even mess around a little, but there's no way she is divorcing Mauricio. That's what I said about a day or two before this article broke out. So now people start, you know, really deep diving into this relationship. At the reunion, the last reunion, which was over a year ago, um, or just about, Kyle says, I just started getting some tattoos and I hear it's addictive. I have this number that there's an eight, because there's an eight in every one of my daughter's births or whatever. And then I have this little heart and it's like a handwritten drawn heart that has like an X at the bottom. And this is just, um, and she looks at it, probably got a little wet thinking about it. And this is just really special to me. And that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and so, I mean, to everybody that, you know, and there's so many of, of, of the people that have been talking about this. So I've seen so much of it. So, you know, I don't remember who gave me the first tip, but I'm saying it wasn't mine. They they noticed that she had the exact same tattoo. She literally found like the one spot on her arm that wasn't tattooed and she has the exact same heart. So clearly one of them drew it and they got matching tattoos. Um, then an, they also noticed that maybe a year ago, Morgan had a, another empty space on her arm, which is now taken over by a K, which matches Kyle's handwriting, you know, people have looked up her handwriting and the K, so it's clearly she made the K and the Morgan girl took it to the tattoo place and said, I want this, my best, best friend's letter on me. They are also 20 years apart, 
which you can have a friendship that's 20 years apart, but it's like, I also love a May-December late-in-life lesbian romance. I mean, this just has everything I could dream of. Housewives, May-December, lesbians, um, stepping in the tattoo world. I mean, just so country music, real estate, it has it all. Sisters that hate each other and then love each other at the same time, it's everything. So... Are they a couple or not? Like I said, I wasn't totally convinced. Then the news comes out, they're getting divorced. And everyone's like, how can that be when you've been married 27 years? Well, just because someone stayed married 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, even 40 years, doesn't mean that at one point they just finally say, I don't want this anymore. I, I'm 54, I've never been thinner. A lot of people thought she did Ozempic. She said that I... I just uh, stopped drinking. Morgan is sober, too. So they're sober together and just having fun doing the lickety splits and just having fun and being sober. And um, don't, you know, when you're just in that spiritual space, you don't need a cocktail. And also she is. Um, but it wait, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so it, are they, you know, really separated or did they have an open relationship Oh, getting back to her weight loss. Supposedly they share a trainer. So then there were a lot of things that Kyle was posting in the last couple months that I felt were breadcrumbs for us, the fans. If you were trying to hide this lesbian relationship, you wouldn't be posting just like non-curated photos, just the two of you just like, you know, taking a photo in the mirror of just after a workout and Morgan being like, oh, Silly in the back and Kyle just being like, look at my skinny body. I love being skinny. And Kyle has struggled with an eating disorder and she talked about that. So that the fact that she's this thin is fine. Maybe that's, she's healthy. She's sober. Maybe that's the size she's supposed to be. Maybe she used Ozempic or a version of it. Maybe she was so stressed out because this major part of her world was going away. When Kyle came on my show many years ago, she was a wonderful interview. And I have always said Kyle, besides Lisa Vanderpump, Lisa Vanderpump is probably the winner still. Now she really is the winner of doing Real Housewives and making it work for her life, her profit, uh, being profitable and also maintaining her marriage and family life. She has done it the best, in my opinion. But I also thought up until a couple days ago, Kyle had done it the best. Uh, they, they have a loving relationship. They have a hot, sexy relationship. They're hot for each other. Um, and so when there were rumors about last year when we'd see Dorit like going, hi, honey, and to Mauricio and hugging him and everything, I, I kind of joked about it, but I really didn't think there was much going on. Well, now everything is coming, is making us second um, guess everything, which is exactly what happened with the Vanderpump scandal. And what's crazy is in the biggest scandals of reality TV, I believe this could be one of them. The, the biggest one, I believe, is Bruce Jenner becoming Caitlyn. And again, out of all the Kardashians, Bruce Caitlyn was the one we talked about least, the one we thought was the boringest, the one that was barely featured, the one that we thought was just a good old dad and just like, what? What are you girls doing? You know, And, and I remember when I interviewed Caitlyn, too, Caitlyn said... And all this time, I had the juiciest story of any of them. Okay, then we have Sandoval, Scandoval, with Rachel Raquel, 
nobody worried about Raquel. Just she's just a Bambi-eyed girl. She's nice. She's sweet. She's not the brightest, but she's harmless. She's not a vixen. She's not anyone that we need to worry about. She was just James Kennedy's girlfriend that wanted to have a puppy party. Turns out she's the diabolical mistress. Big shock there. Never would I have thought that the late in life lesbian might be Kyle Richards. I mean, there's a lot of other, there are already lesbian storylines on Beverly Hills. And if I was gonna choose a lesbian, um, I, Teddy, I think has more of, a, I would be less surprised by Teddy being a late in life lesbian than Kyle, for sure. So I am shocked by this, but dropping the crumbs of like this, I was like, I think that she wants us to know. She's too bright of a person. She's been in this game too long. She's been an actor since she was four. She's been huge on social media since even before the show started 15 years ago. She knows what she's doing. She knows how the fans work. And could it be that we've also heard that this season is very boring without Lisa Rinna and Kathy Hilton didn't wasn't on it at all. And they were the stars of the last season, Rinna and Kathy Hilton. So we're hearing that it's pretty dull, pretty boring, and it's going to start airing soon. And then this story breaks, that they're in fact getting divorced. And what is the deal with this girl, Morgan? Now, Kathy Hilton and Morgan and uh, Kyle just did a um, an Instagram Live a few days ago. And Kathy goes, and we've got a big, uh, big surprise. We're gonna announce a big surprise and and Morgan is behind them. And Kyle goes, looks at Morgan and is like, um, okay. It's very suspicious now in light of everything we know. And she's like, well, they're not gonna like that, Kathy, that you said there's a big surprise and we're not gonna tell them. So what is it? You know, someone's like, is Morgan their long, lost sister or something? Like, what is it? Or is it that they're in a relationship or she and Mauricio are done or whatever? Now, there's always been rumors about Mauricio being that he's very charismatic, very outgoing, helps to make why he's such a great salesman, so successful, has built so many, uh, he has so many agency offices. Um, it's my understanding that, well, certainly his company, but I don't know if he owns them all or what that is because that could be a financial burden right now, being that real estate, real estate is taking a major dip and there's um, certain laws in California like this luxury tax that if a house sells for over 10 million dollars they have to pay this big amount and so a lot of people are holding off and you know those are huge sales that might not be happening for him you know obviously real estate's taking a dip that's his whole company however buying Beverly Hills it's a Netflix series that he's doing with his daughters and that is for sure coming back as well so a couple other things that happened um, I think it was last weekend, um, Kim Richards' daughter got married in Aspen and they were all there, the family was all there, but people started to notice that they weren't taking photos together. They didn't, I don't, I think they sat next to each other, but they didn't take photos together, Kyle and Mauricio. Um, they did do individual photos with their children. They seemed to have a good time. Um, the kids are on TikTok, Sophia I now follow and, you know, she's just posting how great the wedding was, how wonderful. Oh, I just noticed that she also posted on TikTok, because now I follow her. She did a whole long TikTok about when they had the white party at SoFi Stadium. This is what we're going to see 
on the show this season where they rented out. I don't know what the deal was, how much real money of theirs that they had to put forward. But even with all the deals in the world, this must have cost them a lot of money to have their white party at SoFi Stadium. And Erica Jane performed and they had all these other dancers and it was epic. And, you know, Mauricio was heard saying to people, this is going to be the biggest thing that, that Housewives have ever seen. This will be the most epic party that's ever been on any franchise. Allegedly he said that to someone and they overheard him saying it at a restaurant or something. And I believe that to be true. But, you know, are they possibly having some financial issues that also adds to the stress? Just getting back to being married for a really long time, like I said, you know, it doesn't matter. Just sometimes, you know, people just don't want to continue anymore. So I'm, but I also thought, is why I wrote what I wrote on Juicy Scoop Obsessed, I don't think they'll get divorced. I don't think it's worth it. Um, but I do think there's something going on with this woman and this, you know, relationship. Meanwhile, the girl, Morgan, has an ex-girlfriend who, again, this emerged, she did a TikTok in which she was so upset. And she goes, it's so hard when I when you see your ex. I don't know why I do this to myself, but I saw that my ex's show at the Troubadour in L.A., that this person was there and I knew this person was, you know, like not OK. And so everyone's speculating because they looked at that concert and Teddy Mellencamp and Kyle had gone to that concert. So. Is, did this ex-girlfriend know that there was something going on with the friendship of Kyle and this girl, Morgan? My other thought is, it, do, are they financing, finance, have some financial interest in Morgan's, um, in Morgan's uh, music? And maybe this isn't all real, but now we all know who the hell Morgan Wade is. I, I mean, I'm sure people are listening to her music and figuring out what's so great about her and what's happening. And so if they do come forward and say, there is no romance here, there is nothing going on here, we now know about this person that they obviously like as a person. But so let's drop these crumbs, have everyone think we're lesbians, but we're really not lesbians. But now you know who this person is. So then, so I accept, okay, I guess they're separating, but I did say in my TikTok, separating doesn't mean divorce. There's no filing. And I remember thinking, who started the story? Did someone just write this based on sources? Um, because they're reading everything we're reading about the matching tattoos and the Morgan Wade and, you know, all this stuff, or is this real? And again, go back to Dave. Um, this Dave Quinn. So did Bravo orchestrate this exclusive so that it gets us talking, gets us excited about the next season? So we watch it the way we did going back and watching Vanderpump as like a little fun clue game. Oh, let's see. Did is Kyle's eyes wandering over, you know, over to this corner? Does Morgan appear on it? Is Dorit still chummy with Mauricio, or are they purposely staying far apart because people accused him of it last year? Um, is Mauricio being as gregarious? Is he smoking more or less pot? Like, what are we going to be looking for to try to figure out what is really going on in this marriage that was always perceived as so perfect? When she came on my show many years ago, she talked. To, I asked her about how do you keep your marriage so great, and she said, "Well, my mother always said." Um, I always make sure that there's candles lit and there's something really good cooking in the kitchen so that no matter where my husband was all day, 
this home was still the best place he, he went was at all day. It smells the best, the food is the greatest, the drink is the greatest. So she was very like catering to him the first many years of their marriage. And then of course you just get older, you start doing other things and you have money and you can go spend time separately in separate homes and in separate places or the house is so big you can have separate bedrooms. And this starts to happen to couples of wealth that are been married over 20 years. It does. A lot of people live separately and don't get divorced because of financial reasons. However, they can do that because they're not public people. And when you're public and you have a girlfriend on the side or a boyfriend on the side or a lesbian lover on the side or whatever it is, and you're a housewife, which is the most public because we're, we're tracking you in your home and everything, you're not just like a Julia Roberts, then I guess maybe she felt they, they had to come forward with the, we're, we're having the separation. Well, then the next day they make a statement on 4th of July, they say this, um, we're shutting these rumors down. We have had the most difficult year, which you will see on the show, but right now we are um, just living, we are separate, we are living somewhat separately, but in the same home, but we are not getting divorced. And Mauricio posts a photo of Kyle and they're in Aspen together, spending the 4th of July together. And they, someone took a photo of them having dinner together. So again, what, you know, what does this all really mean? So, oh, also with the David Quinn thing, you know, Dave, Dave Quinn writing the article, you know, there's no Lisa Rinna to leak these stories anymore. There's no who leaked the puppy gate, who leaked the Munchausen's, who leaked. She got accused of all this stuff. But remember, Lisa Rinna also said in that infamous limo ride with, um, with Kathy Hilton, when she had her meltdown after she left the Caribou Club or whatever it was, she said, she told me, Lisa Rinna's like, oh, and you have no idea the things that she said about you, Kyle. She said so many things that you, you know. So yeah, did Kathy in her rant say, oh, and please, that that perfect marriage, she lets him cheat, they are swingers. She, you know, who knows what she said, what she knows as a sister, to be what makes their marriage work or not. I believe Kathy and Rick have a very conventional marriage and they've been together forever. And I can't imagine that Rick would ever cheat on her, but God, I didn't think, you know, this would happen either, but there's always been rumors about Mauricio. There was one where a girl said, oh, I was with him in a club in Canada, a nightclub, and someone tracked it that he was there. Again, there was no photo of him like in bed next to her, anything like that. There was the tabloid rumors that um, that allegedly Lisa Vanderpump told Brandy, take those tabloids with you to the Palm Springs weekend. They're about Mauricio, which really hurt Kyle. Um, there's always been rumors, but there's never been real solid evidence. So I think most of us as fans of the show, fans of their relationship and marriage, didn't really think of it, much of it. Now there's alleged DMs from strangers keeping anonymous that are coming to different bloggers and whatnot saying, I know them and they have, they are swingers and this and that. Now let's get to remember, um, let me get over to it. Um, oh, then Kathy, I want to say this, then Kathy Hilton shares this cryptic quote about silence after her sister Kyle Richard's separation news. Kathy Hilton 
reposts a vague quote. My mom once told me, once you are matured, you will realize that silence is more powerful than proving your point. And I felt that 100%. I don't really even know what that means, but I guess she's just, I'm not going to speak on this. Um, you know, I think they're still bitter that Mauricio left the Hilton Highland real estate firm and started his own. So I think she's just like, you got to do what you've got to do, Kyle, you know, and, and, you know, live a happy life. Um, oh, remember when I, when I had Brandy and Julie on the show, that's what I was saying, when we talked about the, the fact that what is going on with the Kyle and Morgan situation. And we were talking about side effects of, of Ozempic, which you know, because you lose weight, your fingers get smaller and your rings fall off, making it easier to um, finger your best friend. So I just want to say we said it, we predicted it, and Ozempic, a side effect of Ozempic might be late in life lesbianism. I'm just saying, add that to jitters, dry mouth, um, and nausea. Um, okay, so now, of course, Everybody's remembering the famous scene from Real Houses of Beverly Hills, Camille Grammer's infamous dinner party, where she had this woman who was the inspiration for the TV show, The Medium. Camille knew this psychic, and the psychic was her friend, and she invites her to this dinner party. And then Camille and Kelsey Grammer produced the show, The Medium, that Patricia Arquette played the role for many years. It was a successful show. Um, she comes on the show and she's smoking like an e-cigarette, which was like before vaping and, but I'd never really seen it before. And she was going after Kyle as a psychic. And she says, I, she goes, I know what's going to happen about you. I know when you're going to die. I know, I mean, it was pretty eerie and she was pretty drunk because they were, had these huge, huge martini glasses. And she said, well, um, your husband, you, well, what marriage are you on? She goes, I'm on my second marriage because she got married to Farah's dad first and then broke up with him and then had a very, I mean, she and Mauricio were met at a nightclub, were married shortly after, lived in a small apartment, got their real estate license together. I believe he either sold suits or was like a personal trainer, like he's a complete self-made man, but with the help of Rick Hilton helping guide them into luxury real estate. But the rest he really did, again, with Kyle's help, with the, the, the stardom of Kyle. I even said that to Kyle. I go, how many times has he been like, can you come on the listing appointment? The, the guy's wife is a huge fan of yours to help seal this deal. She goes, oh, I'll do that. I'll go to, out to dinner. I'll participate because, oh, how, how fun. If we list with Mauricio, we get to meet Kyle. Anyway, so she says that. She goes, oh, well, then that's okay. This will be your last marriage. And she goes, but I'll tell you right now, your husband, Kyle, will never emotionally fulfill you. And you'll see, you'll realize that once the kids are older and you'll you'll get divorced. And, you know, of course, Kyle didn't like that. Kim Richards knew that she would, didn't, wouldn't like it. And then all these years passed and we all thought the psychic wasn't correct. Well, the psychic was pretty happy this weekend and she's posting about it. Well, like, look, told you so. I mean, I don't believe in that psychic situation, but... She did have her say, and I wonder if she and Camille can be friends again, because when I had Camille on Juicy Scoop many years ago, she said that 
the psychic was torn apart so much online by so many trolls and people being so mean to her that she really kind of had to end her friendship with Camille. Even though Camille did nothing wrong, she just invited her on the show, and then she said those things, and all this stuff transpired. But, um, I mean, gosh, you know, I'm wondering what— Obviously, all the cast members are going to say no comment, no comment, but, like, I really want to know what people are thinking. Um, so, anyway, now they're saying we're not getting divorced. We are just—we're just going through it. So, just, like, leave us alone. Leave us with our privacy. Please don't speculate. So, what do I do? I speculate for the first 30 minutes of Juicy Scoop. But I'm sorry you, you choose to be on a reality show, which in there's been—I don't even know how many divorces we're up to in the franchises— and again, we nobody, nobody would ever put money on Kyle and Mauricio. We hope that they can work it out, whatever that might be. But, you know, I was just with um, a couple over the weekend in which he, the girl is like, yeah, he's not divorcing his wife because she's part of the business. And financially, it's better to keep her than to divorce her. But the wife knows about the girlfriend. They live down the street from each other. She's like, oh, can you hand this to my husband? She'll say to the girlfriend. The girlfriend will be like, yes, I can. <laughs> and so they can't get married. But she's like, but he wants to give me a ring. And he wants to make sure that that I'm in his will. Because right now, if something was to happen, he was to die, I wouldn't get anything because he's still married to his wife. But again, it doesn't make financial sense for him to divorce her. So this happens with rich people all the time. And People sometimes are like, good, screw my husband. I hate him. As long as I can keep my houses, access to my houses, I don't want the world to know that I'm a 50-plus woman who's divorced. I don't want that label. I don't want to. I don't want another husband. If I can have a lover or not, great. If I don't, who cares? But those are people that are that don't live a public life and can still walk around and have not everyone know what their story is. The same thing I feel about like a Tristan Thompson, like, cheats on Chloe. She's probably like, dude, I was fine with you, like, fucking a girl in Miami. But now the world knows it, so now I have to be Miss Feminist Chloe, and I have to kick you to the curb. And if I take you back, everyone thinks I'm an awful person, but I really don't even care if you mess around a little bit. I just like having—I just—I know I'm number one, and I just like having our, our family the way it is. I like having my freedom, not marrying you, having your babies. You screw somebody, but just— be secretive about it, you dumb idiot. Like that, everyone has their own situation. So I think we're going to see more and more situations like this happening where people have these open marriages and they have to come clean because ev so many more people are public today than yesteryear with Instagram and YouTube and podcasts and everything like it. Now, remember the scandal scandal of when Brandy Glanville said, I had sex with Denise Richards. And Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And she said she went up, and uh, I think she was doing a show in Canada, like filming some Hallmark movie, before Denise said, fuck it, I don't want to go to Canada. I'm just going to do OnlyFans from my Malibu bedroom. She was learning her lines, and, and Brandy came to visit her, and they, like, did Brandy's podcast or something. And as she's putting away her mic, she decided to whip out her already skinny, non-Ozempic finger, and they started to go off and they had a fun time, allegedly. Denise has always denied this. Brandy, you know, was like, always said she was bisexual. Came on my show, said she's bisexual, had girlfriends, not secretive about it. It all comes out. Denise doesn't want it to be known because she's like, 
Aaron wouldn't like it. And then Brandy was like, wait a minute. I don't like that now I'm put in a position to be a cheater. It was kind of a bullshit feeling, in my opinion, but whatever. It gets out. It made the season very juicy. At one point, there is an article from 2020 when this was going on this season where they look at the show and Denise says, why would you believe Brandy? Brandy told me she's had sex with people in this group. And Kyle goes, you mean at this table? She's like, in this group. So everyone was speculating, was it this girl Carlton, who was a witch, who was also a swinger and a one-hit wonder, and she was the weirdest housewife that ever lived, and they were, like, making out in a jacuzzi anyway. Why? No, it's not Carlton. That's just not juicy enough. Could it be Kyle? Again, can't imagine it. Even if Kyle is gay, I'm going to say I don't think that Brandy Glanville and Kyle ever got together. I really just don't even think they ever really liked each other that much. I, I just— don't believe that. But makes us, again, go back, look at everything. It's been the, all this stuff is going to make everybody that doesn't have Peacock get Peacock and just go and watch old New Jersey episodes about Teresa and, and, and um, Melissa, old Vanderpump, when, you know, back in the beginning, all this type of stuff. It really makes it fun to go back. And let me tell you, they were so much, the episodes were so much better than the seasons were so much better because they were so much more raw. And it's so, like, fun to kind of go back and watch it. So this is all so great for Bravo, which, again, did Bravo have this story be told? Because it's weird that right away they were like, this isn't true, we're not getting divorced. So was that the plan? Was, was, Kyle, is, was Kyle in the dark about this and the story just went without her knowledge? And then she had to, you know, figure out what they were going to say because they definitely don't want to get divorced. Um, meanwhile... They um, they did take out recently, uh, according to the Sun. They have their houses um, worth eight million, and they just redid a loan, and for and took out five point four million. So some people think they need to take that redo that loan, but a lot of people listen. Most people don't own their eight million dollar house outright. A lot of people refinance. It's not the end of the world. But did they do this now? So that they, because it's easier to do it while they are still married and there's no, you know, there's nothing on file that they've gotten divorced. Once they start to file for divorce, it's harder to get these loans. Could that be the case? Again, adding to the stressful year, the the new the new TV show of buying Beverly Hills, the the, you know, the real estate situation of all these agency. Um, you know, which all are leased, you know, are leased or own buildings where they have all the offices, where they have all the desks. I mean, when real estate goes, really drops, my dad was a realtor and my mom, my dad goes, when the market gets bad, everyone goes back to being a teacher. Well, nowadays, when the market goes bad, I guess everyone will go back to doing OnlyFans and podcasting. I don't know. But there's a lot of realtors in tiny outfits walking around hoping to get cast in a TV show and sell a $5 million house or a $12 million house, which now might not, being so, might not be even being sold because of this luxury tax and all of this. So now that's less listings, less sales, less things in escrow, less mortgages being made. And, you know, and then you put in the writer's strike and everything else. And it's like, mm, we better just pull out some money because— We've been in this business a long time, and we know when there's a dip, when there's a rainy day, you got to have your, your stuff in line so that you're not losing property or whatever to foreclosure. So 
He's probably just being really smart about it. I don't think they're going to be in the poorhouse or anything, but they might be doing some financial re-strategizing. Um, speaking of another couple, married 30 years, the mayor of New York and his wife, Mayor Bill de Blasio, and his wife are saying they, too, are separated but living in the same home. And they're going to date other people. He's 62. I don't know how old she is. But they're really honest about it. And to, for, the, for a mayor to be that honest, I'm like, wow. And the comments are just like, wow, you know, people do this a lot. A lot of, a lot of people do it because they're so rich. And a lot of people do it because they're, you know, struggling financially and they can't live separately. Divorce is expensive. Divorce is expensive if you're poor and it's expensive if you're rich. It's just fucking expensive. It's mean. It's hurtful. And if, they're, if you're not, like, dying to marry somebody else at that moment and live with that other person full time, a lot of people are just like, can we just have my space? But at the same time, I would like some affection in my life. I'd like to, like, have sex with someone who likes me. I'd like to have a little thrill. I'd like someone to, like, you know, touch my hair or, like, act, say I look cute because we've gotten this rut and you're just kind of mean and I want to have something. Like, I think the same thing goes for a guy. Like, oh. I'm the fucking mayor. Like, you're not into me. You're not affectionate with me. Do you know how many girls would die to go out with me and be super thrilled and want to hear my stories for the first time? I mean, that's the other thing. When you've been married for a long time, you had to go on a first date and tell someone your life story and they haven't heard it. And a second date and a third. I mean, I think that's appealing to for a while. I mean, there's so I think we live so long now. I think people are like, look, I don't necessarily want to get divorced, but can I have like a little hiatus? I always thought, you know how like Mormons go on like a two year, what do you call it? Like um, not a sabbatical, but they go and they recruit people and they go on that two year mission. They're on a two year mission. I always thought like it'd be interesting if like in marriage we start to normalize something like that. Like, oh, and at year 20, you know, oh, we're doing our two-year sabbatical. Oh, you are? Yeah, we've been married 20 years, so we're just going to have separate bedrooms, and we're going to just, like, see who does better in the dating world. And no matter what, after two years, we're going to just, like, you know, douche and get tested and then go back to just being married. But we just want to know that we're not dead yet, and we just want to have one little, you know, fun experience before we all, you know, have to have knee braces on or whatever. So... Who knows? I find it really juicy discussion. Jada Pinkett, too. Also, her weird marriage. She's got a book coming out in October. She says she's going to address it all. Her affair with her stepson's best friend. The slap. The open marriage. the All of it. They've always had rumors of them being swingers. There's been rumors of him having a more than just platonic relationship with a male star. I... It's all alleged, but where, you know, oh, he would give this guy like a Bentley and it was just his best friend and things like that. Who knows? Um, I don't know that she'll share about him. How juicy will this book get? I hope it's just not a lot of preaching about like the, the kind of preaching she does on the Red Table Talk, which is no longer. Um, and I think that show's done. I think, again, I don't think they're going to come back and do that show. I think the grandma is probably burnt out on it. And the little girl is probably bored, too. And it was like, oh, I did not enjoy having to work every day. So she's like, well, I'll just save all the juice for my book. And it definitely will be a bestseller. And I'll definitely read it. Um, 
Well, I'll read it once I know that there's enough juice in it. I, there cannot be a, it can't be preaching for me at all. Oh my God, let me just tell you what's going on with David Bedore. Oh, from Real Housewives of OC. As you know, he and his second wife, Leslie. David Bedore is the ex-husband of Shanna Bedore. And he and his ex-wife, you know, they did not have a good marriage. Then he met this girl, Leslie Bedore. And they, she got pregnant, and then they got married, and they have been saying they're going to divorce each other, not divorce each other, f restraining orders, this, that. We're back together. Well, it's getting real ugly now. He demands, David Bedore is demanding that his wife, Leslie, vacate their $15 million mansion as she accuses him of shutting off credit cards and requests that he pays her $32,000 a month in child support and then divorce. Now, she has... Two or three littler kids, like eight and four or something. And then she has the two-year-old Anna with David. So she's saying, I need that $32,000 in support. But he says, he says, um, he claims, I paid Leslie $40,000 in advance and offered her $103,000 Mercedes G-Wagon that she has so, I mean, what it, this is just too much. He, um, and then she's saying, well, he has the financial means to do so, and I cannot provide suitable housing for Anna and I without David's financial support. This is where, you know, it, it, it's a difficult situation for everybody. I honestly feel kind of sorry for her two other little kids because here's the thing, guy. You know, if you marry a woman that has a couple other kids and then you have one with her, yeah, you're going to have to pay the child support. And will that money be spent on the other kids? Yeah, I would hope that you wouldn't care about that. You, at one time, were their stepfather, too. But it's probably frustrating for a guy who now hates his ex-wife or a woman who now hates her ex-husband and has to pay child support, I would think. And she's now paying. And there's no way, once you get ordered to have to pay that amount, there's no way of knowing, like, oh, okay, well— Here's the $4 I spent on Anna's applesauce. And then out of this account, I bought my older kids Chick-fil-A. And then out of this account, we paid for Anna's preschool. And out of this account, I bought the soccer outfit for my eight-year-old. Like, I mean, there's just, of course, the money is going to go towards the, the home that you're having with all your kids, no matter who their dads are. So I'll never forget when Leslie Bedore was at a Walmart and... She was going through with her groceries, and much like a Costco, they check your receipt. And she felt she was being um, harassed somehow by the poor person working there that just has to check the receipt and being questioned. And therefore, she whipped out her phone and filmed it and posted it, thinking that the world would be like, oh, my gosh, poor Leslie that's awful. I can't believe that they would ask you, a woman, because she goes, do you even know? You really think I'm stealing something? I live, and I remember she said, I live in a $12 million or $14 million house in Laguna. So it must have been this house. I live in a $14 million house in Laguna. You think I'm stealing this? This is ridiculous. And of course, it totally backfired on her because everybody was like, you are horrible. But he went on to marry her. I don't know if she was pregnant at that time, but he went on to marry her. And I mean, it is the ultimate karma for David Bedore because he was not a great husband, in my opinion, to Shannon Bedore. 
and then he found this woman, and now, you know, she's, and, and you know, there's a lot to it. There's a lot going on here, but there you go. Um, so he, um, but David also says he accuses her, Leslie Boudreaux, of holding the threat of public humiliation because she has said, um, he said she will do anything that will prolong her rent-free continued use of the $15 million home in Laguna. And um, she's saying that, you know, there's supposedly all these other things that he did that are awful that she's going to come out and say if um, she doesn't get what she wants. So pretty juicy. Uh, Kim Zolziak, she owes Target like $2,500 on a credit card she hasn't paid. I mean, their financial stuff is going on and on. He has hired and or he has appointed Corey to have this person um, kind of in charge of the kids. So he's requested that this woman, Diane Woods, who specializes in family law and domestic matters, be appointed as a guardian for the kids. There's KJ, who's 12, Cash 10, and then the twins are Kane and Kaya, and they're nine, so that she may um, immediately begin an investigation. Now, Kim had said that he th was going to—that he accused her of kidnapping because he didn't like the woman that—the um, mom in which the kid was going over to the house. And she did a 911 call and was like, Corey's insane. He's saying there was no— Zero, there was zero kidnapping. I took KJ to one of my daughter's friends, is what she's saying. He's, he's saying, well, I didn't like her. I didn't like the, the, the mom. I don't trust you. It's just a super ugly situation, but their finances are really awful. And they, too, are still living in the same house under the same roof. So there's just an awfulness. Meanwhile, um, Courtney has hung, started hanging out with Addison Rae again. We all wondered what happened. Addison Rae is the TikTok sensation, and, you know, she's 20 years younger than Courtney. Courtney's like 43, and I think she's like 21 or something. And people thought the friendship was weird. I thought it was just a way that they both could kind of use each other and make Courtney more relevant and hip. And Addison, of course, wants to be, you know, in the Kardashian world. Then we never saw them talk about each other or be on each other's social media because just like a teenager, Courtney got her boyfriend, Travis, and, like, blew her off. But now that she's pregnant and bored again, they did some bikini shots together. And, you know, but now that's a big age difference. But I just was—but, um, I, but, you know, the, the Morgan and Kyle—Morgan's 28 and Kyle's 55. So that is a huge age difference that's younger than her oldest daughter— if there is, in fact, a romance, which there might not be, like, might not be. But I think, mm, I don't know. But I did just see two girls on the beach um, this weekend, and they, I do not think, were lesbians or anything, and they had matching tattoos. So, like I said, it can just be like a best friend girly thing. Remember when everybody used to have those necklaces, the, and they'd it'd break, and either you had one end that was a heart that said beef fry, and the other one had est end, and you're like, who's going to be my best friend? Like, it feels very immature the way girls are about their possessiveness of their friends. Okay. Now, Lisa Vanderpump, even though Pump just filmed, uh, they're back filming, and Raquel is in negotiations. She... They didn't want to start negotiations, allegedly, until after she was done with her time at the mental facility. But she looks to be that she is going to be coming back to the show. And I really think all the cast members who were so disgusted with her behavior and everything, I think they know that the show needs Raquel. 
the show, the fans want to see the interaction, whether it's nice, mean, or they they realize, you know what, time heals all wounds. I don't care. Have her come back. Let her redeem herself. We want people to continue loving the show because when they love the show, we all do so much better with our side businesses and our side hustles, and they're not stupid. So they were all at pump, partying it up, and this was like their goodbye party. And as of July 4th, TMZ um, said they're moving all this stuff out. They're getting rid of the purple umbrellas and everything. And this is pump. Sorry, this is pump is closing, not sir. Pump will be closing. Now, it was, she said, oh, it was the rent is so high. The rent is so high. Also, um, it was just announced that West Hollywood has now the highest minimum wage of any city in all of America. It's $19. I think it's $19.01 or something. Uh, minimum wage. Which that's very expensive. It's a very expensive place to live. But when you're Lisa Vanderpump and you're kind of evaluating your businesses and whatnot, I think she just decided this it does not make financial sense to keep this other restaurant. I don't need it for the show. They they can all work at Sir. Sir and Pump are very similar. And so many times when like fans want to come and go to the restaurants, they're like, well, what do I do? Do I go to Sir for dinner or Pump for dinner? And then we'll go to uh, then we'll go to Tom Tom's for drinks. You don't really need to go to either one. So I think it was a real smart move. Just keep Sir, get rid of one of them. She is making such great um, cocktail lounges. She's got a couple more coming up in Vegas. Of course, Nevada is a totally different state to do business in, making it much more uh, favorable to you as a business owner. So... I really think this was a smart move and it's just unnecessary for her to have this restaurant. So, but I will say Lisa Vanderpump, who was so hurt and so upset by what went down with Puppygate with Kyle and then goodbye, Kyle, and all of that, she did post something with she and Ken about their love and their marriage on July 3rd. And I will say, whenever big stars get divorced, I would sometimes post you know, jokingly, Heather forever, meaning Peter and Heather, Heather forever. And and um, and I thought about it, but I did think, mm, I think that's kind of like being rude. If, you know, this is a marriage with a bunch of kids and I, and I know her personally and everything. And I'm really glad I didn't because some people thought it was kind of snarky, but I don't because it's true. She's the only one. She is one of the few that's still standing with the marriage. So let her um, rub it in our faces as they go and make a lot of money at these cocktail lounges, which don't require a full kitchen. People come for one $25 cocktail, take a photo and leave. I mean, it's so smart, it's so profitable. Good for her in doing that. And we we don't need to see them between different restaurants. So they can just work at Sir and Tom Tom, and that could be it. And remember, they own Tom Tom too. Uh, the Sandoval's only owned 5% of it or something ridiculous. So basically, she went from three restaurants down to two. It's not a big, it's not like she's, you know, it was a, a smart move. Um, meanwhile, other things happening on 4th of July. They got photos of Ben and Jennifer Lopez playing pickleball, which I just saw, you know, I like pickleball too, but I just saw that it is like the most dangerous sport now because so many people are playing them, playing it, and, and a lot of old people that are not really physically fit are playing it, and they're having so many injuries, so be careful out there. Um, but I do love pickleball. And um, anyway, they, of course, featured the photo where he looks miserable playing pickleball, too, which you can imagine. I can't imagine 
that Ben Affleck is like, let me put away my cigarettes and Dunkin', Co- Dunkin Donuts coffee and let's jump around and play pickleball. But I'm telling you, it is so fun because it's pretty easy to play. So um, I saw a lot of this look in Newport this weekend. And this is from an Instagram account that I love called Grew Up in the 70s. And it said the Muppet Show predicted what most women would look like in 2022 back in 1975. And you guys... The eyelashes are so bad. Now, I wear fake eyelashes. A lot of people ask me about them. And I do my mascara, and when I film, I guide these little um, eyelashes. You can get them at Target, and they're like they're little they're like little chunks or triples. And I put them on the outside of my lashes, and then I wash them off, and I sleep on my face. And I, I just cannot get over how awful some people are. We don't even know what you look like anymore. They're these thick Muppet lashes, and then, of course, you have the lips, and it's just like this look has got to stop. Really, there's so many pretty young girls that have it, and I can't even see what their eyes are like. It's it's so bad. I really want to plea to you to just, like, take a long, hard look at yourself if you have these Muppet lashes and say, maybe I need to get them removed or taken down or go back to your lash lady and go, you know what, can we just start over? Can we just do just, like, little ones on the ends or just take a break from them. I'm telling this look is just, it cannot last. It's just so bad. Um, this guy won the eating contest. I, he ate all the hot dogs. I had no idea really about this, but this cat continues to win. And he doesn't just eat hot dogs. He like has also won for um, a bunch of Big Macs. Like he ate 38 Big Macs in 32 minutes. He it ate a bunch of hard-boiled eggs. I guess he just, like, trained his, like, throat to eat it. But he's not fat or anything. And then also there's um, a female that version of it, too. And I'm like, I just wonder if the person, since he wins every year, it would be so interesting if, like, later on one of the guys that keeps losing to him suddenly, you know, wants to enter the women's and can and then wins. <laughs> The hot dog eating contest. Okay, moving on. Cocaine was found in the White House. So when this story first came out, honestly, I couldn't even believe that we were allowed to know what this story was. But we were because the social, um, the Secret Service, I guess, had announced that it was in the library. It was part of the West Wing. They found some substance that they didn't know what it was. It could have been anthrax or something. They had to bring in hazmat people and everything and then a fireman was like mm, pretty sure that's cocaine and it was cocaine and biden wasn't there at the time that they found it but it is an, an area of the west wing that he works in and is around a lot i mean the the comments under this article are pretty funny um that they don't think that sleepy joe is going to suddenly become jittery joe that was kind of funny i don't i don't know look there's so many people that work in there a lot of people are doing cocaine it was fourth of july weekend um but I just thought that was a pretty juicy headline. Um, and I'm curious to know who does it. Okay, so Smallville star Allison Mack, she is released from prison early. Now, remember, this is the Nexium story in which she recruited people. She got sucked in. People have um, Stephanie Wilder, who is a podcaster and a friend of mine, she has a tweet from when she was like soliciting just like random actors and people that she found might might be susceptible to want to join their Nexium uh, cult. Like she would be like, yeah, I really like to talk to you or like DMing people. I'd really like to know. And so 
of course, she was part of it. Um, the Rainier guy got like 120 years. You get into this cult, you give them all your money, you spend all your time, you brand yourself with his name, you have to have sex with him. It was sex, girls are sex trafficked. It was absolutely horrible. And um, she got three years and she's getting out in two. So, but part of the reason that she had such a light sentence is that she was so instrumental in getting him convicted. Um, Miranda Sings, okay, I want to talk a little bit about this chick. This girl was a big YouTube sensation, like in 2014, 15, 16 was probably the height of it. And she was this girl that would put this big red lipstick on her face. And I never understood the humor. I, this actual photo, I call this shoebox. This is um, from, from um, a Getty image that she was, went to this, um, show at the improv. I actually performed at the same show at the improv. And I remember going, oh, I've heard about this Miranda Sings. I'm going to finally see her act. And I just thought, so I do stand up and everything. And then she was like the headliner. She was like, why? It was like for some photography. I don't even know what this was. But anyway, she was this girl and she would just like act like a, like a dork, but also like maybe she was like a little bit like, um, I don't know, uh, special needs in a way. And then she would be like, oh, okay. And she had like this weird voice. And I never really got the humor, but I got that YouTube, you know, a 12-year-old would find this funny. So she became so popular. She had millions and millions of subscribers. And it was supposed to be that, like, Miranda sings, but she's actually a really bad singer. And she's actually, like, really self, she has no self-awareness. And now all these stories are coming out, as they do, because someone, like, does a TikTok, and they're like, hi, let me tell you about a weird celebrity I met, like, 10 years ago, and now that I'm 22, I realize it was fucking weird. And so this person gets up there, and and there's several stories, and one was this girl uh, would go, went to her live show, and she's like, who wants to be part? Is all this audience participation. Who wants to be part of the the porn show and the way you get picked is you dress sexy. And so this girl was only like 16 and I don't, they pick her and she like puts her down the ground and she's wearing a skirt and she splits open her legs and like a fart noise goes and, oh, and now the girl is like, I was humiliated by it and it was weird. And so, and then there was this, that she had all these fans and one of the fans was this young 14 year old gay boy from Canada. And she starts forming a real friendship with him, but a weird, inappropriate relationship because she shouldn't be. And she would like dump her emotional problems on this 14 year old boy and call him and he'd be in school and she'd be texting him about her horrible ex-husband. And she's like 32 at the time talking to this kid about her divorce. Very weird. Um, so a lot of things are like, was she a groomer? And a lot of things are like, if this was a man who was doing this to a young girl, we, she'd be canceled forever. She gets out on her ukulele and people said it was the worst apology ever where she was just like, so I'm sorry. And I'm like, just look it up. I don't, anyway, she does this apology. She since has kind of gotten away from the Miranda Sings character, but she still has live shows that are supposedly selling. And she, um... And but she kind of now has kids, kind of she has kids. So now she has moved into like more kid um, mom type of stuff. But now this other girl has come forward and said, I was a writer's assistant on her show that was on Netflix for two years. And, 
you know, she was inappropriate. She was racist. She, you know, the things that she would say were racist and um, like about casting people and, you know, why some people wanted a diverse cast in her show. And she would then argue why they, they shouldn't have a diverse cast, stuff like that. And the other part was she has this ongoing theme that I think kind of went over kids' heads where she would joke as the Miranda Sings character that she was molested by her uncle. She would insinuate it. And she would say, like, she would ride on his back and things like that. And the reason now, looking back, that people are, like, pretty horrified by it is because they're like, if kids are watching the show, whether they're getting or not, getting it or not, they're being groomed to believe that if your uncle talks to you like this or tricks you into doing this inappropriate stuff, you might be more susceptible to do it because you saw Miranda Sings do it, and that's why she shouldn't find it funny. But in the defense of it is she was an adult woman doing content on YouTube. She wasn't being paid by Disney. It wasn't a Nickelodeon show. And if kids were watching it, she didn't know. She doesn't have to be so concerned. So that would be the argument on her side. Anyway, I never thought it was funny. I always thought it was weird. I never got it. But I was like, well, you know, if if these kids, but of course the kids grow out of it too. Like who, the, there's no way that someone's like still like watching Miranda Sings every day, but maybe they are, maybe they're some super weird fan or something, but she's in, she's in trouble. So we'll see what happens with her. Meanwhile, Vicky, Vicky from Real Housewives of OC, I thought this was a weird story. This popped up yesterday. Steve Lodge, brother of Roger Lodge, host of Blind Date. Steve is a former sheriff, also ran for governor of California when he was dating Vicky. Vicky was very hurt that he um, broke up with her when she thought they were still a couple and then went off to marry a woman who's 38. Vicky is like 62. This guy is like 63 or something. So he married a much younger woman, and she always said, you were... You know, I was totally surprised. I was shocked by the—and he was like, no, we were broken up. She's like, you were living in my house and in um, Mexico! So, anyway, he goes to the sun and's like, I really want Vicky to stop harassing me and my new wife. I, this is a point of harassment. She left me a drunken voicemail message and gives it to the sun, and then they play it. I mean, they, they share it, and it's just her— like buzzed with Tamara and Shannon Bedore, be literally like they were 12 year old girls, like where one of them just got their own phone line and they're like calling boys out of like the directory of the school. I mean, it just felt so innocent, but also like very immature, but also who cares? Like at least you're having fun. You're, you know, three times divorced or whatever you are and you're in your 60, you should be able to call your, you know, ex-boyfriend. So she calls him and she's like, Hi, Steve. You know, I just want to say, you know, I really have a bone to pick with you because, you know, if you, why were you laying in my bed, spending time with me when you're with another woman? And Tamara's laughing in the background, and then Shanna Bedore gets on. And I mean, come on, like, why are you doing this? Why are you giving an exclusive to the sun over? I mean, why wouldn't you just be like, why, why are we getting this voicemail? I don't know. I, I, listen, I think it's kind of funny. Who cares? Um, Madonna, supposedly, um, Rosie O'Donnell said she's doing better. 
her concert is canceled, but she is doing better. And other people say that she just pushes herself too far. But, you know, she's 64 years old. No matter how much plastic surgery you get, you're 64 inside. And, you know, she does push herself as far as dancing and everything. It's not like she's, you know, sitting in a in a cocktail dress, like singing, you know, her songs require the dancers and the this and the that. And she got sick and didn't take care of herself. And so who knows? But I did have someone write me and said, you know what? I thought about buying tickets, but it seems like there's always something going on with her. So I'm glad I didn't buy the tickets because I think they just within those situations, they just say we're going to reschedule. And it's I think it's pretty hard to get your money back sometimes. I'm not really sure what will happen with with her um, scheduling. Meanwhile, Adele is just still trying to, like, be the funniest person in Las Vegas. And she is like, I just saw a video of her and she has one of those guns that shoot out T-shirts. And the only time I ever saw that on stage is when we went on tour with comedians of Chelsea lately and Chewy would shoot, would come out and shoot those out at the audience. So now she's doing that, but she's also commenting on, oh my God, people are getting things thrown at them. Don't better not throw anything at my face. She's talking about Vanderpump. I mean, she's really, really doing like tight sets of like tight fives in between her songs. Okay, now I want to talk a little bit about The Idol. It concluded. Even if you didn't watch it, I want to tell you what was so interesting about it. Because they really took, um, in the writing and the storyline, it does have twists and turns. It's Some scenes are very slow. Sometimes the music, you're like, oh, my God. Um, it's so sexual, but her body is, like, so sexy. And The weekend is so gross, and he turns you off so much. But I actually think he was a pretty good actor in it. Um... But I think it was really good. I don't know if it's going to come back for a second season. I, I would watch it again because I, I got into it. Um, and it has some surprising twists to it. So you think it's one thing and then it, it turns to another. So I don't want to, like, ruin it for you. But what I liked is that they took so many things from the last, you know, 10 years of pop culture or so. And you could recognize the storyline. So she is a child star who became a pop singer. She had a, a bout with mental illness when her mom died. And then she reveals that her mom was an abusive stage mother, which it reminds me very, very much of the Jeanette McCready book in which she said, I'm glad my mom, my mother died. And, you know, she said, oh, my mom hit me with this hairbrush. This character Lily Rose did to get me to perform. And then she uses her, crying like a you know a vulnerable moment on TikTok crying to get people to get involved and they're they're kind of joking her managers that like wow mental illness you can't, mental illness is the way to go like it just really unites like Gen Z or whatever then there's this element of how she meets the weekender who becomes her boyfriend but he's almost like cult like which reminded me of the story of the weird dad that moved into his daughter's dorm at Sarah Lawrence and cr had a cult of boys and girls and college kids and like forced them to do sexual stuff with each other and manipulate them. And there's like that element of, of it happening. It's a little Nexium-ish too. That I thought was really juicy. Um, and then there's a competition a little bit with like a younger artist, another female artist. And I'm like, ooh, that's a little... Selena Gomez, like Demi Lovato, like all of that was very, and then there's a Britney Spears aspect and her sexuality. And I mean, but some of the complaints was that some of the scenes were just so, 
so much sex, you know, like that it was really hard for people to, to watch. I didn't turn away. I was kind of liking it. Um, but yeah, I think, um, and I think she is a, a good actress. And then some of it's just so ridiculous. It does feel like showgirls, like how bad it is, but she is a much better actress than the actress that I forgot her name that was in showgirl, but like the sexual stuff. And, um, and so I actually really liked the ending and that I just wanted to say why I thought it was interesting. Cause I thought I saw all these different, um, aspects of it and then the business. Oh, and then there's this character that people were, there was an article written. They were shocked that he made a joke about a kid on Epstein Island. And he's like the straight guy who's like the asshole, like, you know, agent kind of a dude who is straight. And I actually think he was like one of the best characters. He had the best lines. He was a gross pig, but they were actually funny lines and kind of interesting. And so I, I like, I liked all these other characters that were in it. And, um, so I want you guys to watch it and then I'll probably talk more about it next week. So catch up because I'll probably want to discuss, or I'm going to put it on my Friday, Patreon, my extra juicy, go to heathermcdonald.net for that. Also, you guys, I will be in Napa. This is on June, July, on July 22nd. I will be performing in Napa with Justin Martindale and Julie Goldman. So get your tickets. It's at heathermcdonald.net. And then I've got Irvine Improv, August 4th, 5th. And August 4th and 5th is stand-up, live juice scoop on the 6th. Then I've got all my dates with Chris Frangiola. I've got, you know, other shows in September. Everything is at heathermcdonald.net. So get it. Check it out. Thank you. Love you. Bye-bye.